You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right, we're back with our uneven recording and posting schedule. I know not all that long ago we were recording and reliably posting on Fridays, but you know, sometimes get things get a little bit off track when you have some other obligations uh, during what is now widely being reported as the worst start to a year since 1932. Now, you know, let's do a little bit of bad news, good news. Um, the good news, the last couple of days, markets have been rebounding. Bad news, uh, we had that tremendous sell-off over the last two weeks. In fact, the last podcast, podcast episode, we were talking about how we hadn't had that big downdraft, that big whoosh down uh, in markets yet. And so we weren't quite sure that the selling was over. Well, we had more than a 10% drop over the last two days, or I'm sorry, over the last two weeks, that is. And so, you know, one could argue that might be the whoosh. Uh, we've, we're starting this week, this holiday shortened trading week. Monday was closed for the Juneteenth holiday. Uh, so Tuesday and what looks like Wednesday, things are moving higher, a little bit of relief. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, even though we're getting some relief, this feels like we're in a bit of limbo, right? Because we haven't really sold off enough for everybody to look around and say, oh my God, the deals on, on stocks is too good to pass up. But then again, you know, we have this little bit of a rally going on that hasn't sustained itself yet. So we, have, we don't have a rally telling us that we're out of the woods and that we have a sustainable bounce here. And we haven't dropped far enough to be so absurdly low that you're obligated to start buying if you're a long-term investor. And where does that leave us? It leaves us in limbo. And I think some of the dangers here is that we have a little bit of a bear market rally on our hands uh, if we do, in fact, have something, which is to say, you know, well, bear markets are a lot of down days punctuated, punctuated by a few really big up days. And it's easy to see some relief and say, oh, thank God it's over and maybe um, start changing your investment philosophy. I would say right now is the time to stay disciplined. Stick to your guns. We don't know if we're out of the woods yet. We could go, I mean, it sounds so stupid when you say it out loud. We could go lower from here or we could go higher from here. Yeah, of course. But what I'm really saying here is that we're kind of stuck in limbo. We haven't had a rally that's been able to sustain sustain itself in a way where it's starting to kind of firm up this picture that we're out of the woods. Um, but we haven't dropped low enough either where we have this compelling reason to buy just yet. So uh, I would say stay tuned for for that. One of the reasons why... We've dropped so much in the last couple of weeks is because of inflation and really, in turn, higher interest rates. Because last week, the Federal Reserve concluded its two-day policy meeting and announced that it was raising its benchmark rate by three-quarters of a percent to a range of a percent and a half to a percent and three-quarters. And that's actually the first 0.75% or three-quarters of a percent move since November of 1994. Now, the possibility of a three-quarters percent hike seemed pretty unlikely even the week prior, but an upside surprise on the latest reading of the Consumer Price Index, uh, that's the CPI, is the Index of Inflation, that was released the prior Friday before the meeting on June 10th, and that really kind of changed everything as short-term yields 
took off and the market implied rate hike expectations climbed immediately. And there was even an article in the Wall Street Journal kind of telegraphing what was going on with the Federal Reserve. There was some speculation that that, that story had been leaked in advance of the Fed meeting. And it turns out maybe that's the case. But, you know, the Fed still has some leeway afforded to them to remain credibly committed to bringing down inflation. And frankly, they're doing what they need to do. They need to raise these rates. Uh, underneath the service, surface, there's not an easy fit between, between what they may have to do to bring down inflation and the soft landing they're trying to achieve. Um, you know, it's going to be one or the other. And the choices are going to get harder over the second half of the year. I think that much is clear. So I, I think there are four points that I really want to cover about the rate hike, and then we'll talk about maybe what's ahead. Um, but the first is that raising rates help control inflation by lowering demand, um, but as important, but it's as important to keep expectations anchored here. The, the Fed's main fight right now is against long-term inflation expectations becoming unanchored, because once they are, it's difficult to bring them back down. So because of this, the Fed needs to talk tough, and it's been talking tough, and needs to follow up with action. It can't just be all talk. They can't talk the markets off of this. Um, and so that's why the the 75 basis point, the three-quarters of a percent rate hike was important. And so far, it's worked. Expectations haven't become unanchored for the future, although there's been a little bit of pressure. The other thing to know is that at some point, there's a point for rates where the economy breaks. Right. I mean, the Fed is trying to slow growth so demand comes back down and kind of gets more in line with constrained supplies, but they don't actually want to push the economy into recession. And we don't know exactly where that breaking point is. Nobody does. Uh, and the Fed isn't necessarily going to know before they get there. So in the last cycle, a policy rate hike of about 2.5% really began to weigh on the economy. But there also wasn't really any inflationary pressure, and the Fed was able to bring rates back down and maintain the expansion. Uh, the point that pushes the economy into a recession at this point is higher. The median forecasted 2022 year-end rate of a little bit less than 3.5% in the new projections material may already be too much. You know, there's no bright line here, and the effects of monetary policy take time, but that breaking point is out there. And with all the tough talk, this is my third point, with all the tough talk, the, the Fed isn't yet facing the really, really tough decisions. Those are on the horizon. You know, the Fed's median projected policy rate and their projected economic growth rate, frankly, seem inconsistent, right? The median forecast of 2022 growth is 1.7%. The average over the last expansion was about 2.3% each year. Those two numbers only sit together well if timing and circumstances are really friendly, and they rarely are. So at some point in the second half of the year, the decisions for the Federal Reserve are going to get a heck of a lot harder. Now, finally, if the Fed fund rate is going to be lower than projected at the end of this year, then the Fed's going to need some help. Inflation has been the weak spot on the economy, and it's been, we've stressed this repeatedly really since the beginning of the fourth quarter or into the third quarter of last year. You got supply chain disruptions, excess stimulus due to a surprisingly robust recovery, surprising to some, a tight labor market with many older working, workers leaving the labor force. And then on top of everything else, you've got these high commodity prices due to the war in Ukraine. Now, the easiest path to lifting some inflationary pressure would be the supply chain 
materially improving. And that'll happen eventually. And you also need some workforce growth in there as well. Now, I think it's likely that some help's on the way, but the question is whether it's going to come fast enough for the Federal Reserve um, to kind of slow down their rate hike cycle. I still tilt that this is towards the idea that this is the help will come. But uncertainty is really is really rising, as evidenced by the market's reaction. Uh, you know, the inflation report from two weeks ago was a disappointment. I think a lot of people were hopeful that inflation was going to at least show some signs of rolling over, and it didn't. Um, and I, I think the Fed's response was appropriate and is going to contribute to a better inflation outlook over the intermediate term, over the medium run. But at the same time, the odds of getting a soft landing – are steadily moving closer and closer to, let's say, 50-50. One has, a wise man has said that everything in this world is 50-50, but really, we I think here, equity markets have already priced in deeper skepticism about a soft landing. And we haven't seen the washed out, the washout typical of major market bottoms, or at least enough of a washout. I know it's felt like that over the last two weeks, um, but there's still some risk existing out there. So the bottom line here is you need to stick to your plan. And we'll, I think here, because markets could go lower or go higher, you need to scout out potential opportunities here. And the reality is, uh, if things go much lower from here, that creates a true buying opportunity. And if they don't, and we kind of chop sideways for a while, we need to be patient and wait for that sustained rally to be able to hold, Right. And I think one of the things that is we're going to find a, a change in sentiment here with some investors because it, we get to this weird place where things are so bad that they sort start to become good. Um, but you know, even though we've had one of the worst first halves of the year ever, we still have a whole nother six months to go, and so we can't throw in the towel yet. You know, the S&P index is down more than 20% for the year, worst start to uh worst start in decades and decades. And as bad as that's been for all of us, the good news is actually that the previous years that were down at least 15% in the midway point of the year saw the final 6 months higher every single time with an average return of nearly 24%. I'll post to one of LPL's charts of the day. Um, but it shows that you know big drops to start a year tend to see big bounces back. And although m- most of us don't feel like this is possible in, in, in this year, in 2022, just remember that history says a surprise bullish move is possible here. And in fact, if we even f- follow that historical cadence of midterm election years, the second half of the year will likely be better than the first. Um, you know, Horrible quarters tend to see nice snapbacks. In fact, if we look at previous quarters to lose at at least 15%, the next two quarters, stocks were higher seven out of seven times. That's 100% for anybody counting at home with an average return of more than 17%. Things get even better going out a full year where where stocks are up nearly 30% on average. That is something that most investors are not expecting right now. But I think... We'll all be very happy if history is able to read it, repeat itself in this case. I'll give you one more stat before we wrap this thing up, and that's that we I noted earlier that the S&P 500 fell more than 5% in back-to-back weeks. That's also a decent sign going forward. In fact, after the previous times, or in the previous times, the S&P 500 fell that much, 
A year later, it was up more than 28% on average and down only one time, and that was in 1987. So back-to-back 5% weekly drops, they're not fun, but that could actually be a good sign for things as we go forward. I'll continue to post as I can. I'll try and get one of these out to you weekly so we can stay in touch and understand a little bit of what's going on. Um, But I would say... (laughs) You know, if you want it in a nutshell, we're waiting for markets to either go lower or go higher. And I, every time I say it, I understand how idiotic it sounds, but we haven't reached capitulation on the low side and we haven't seen the rally or any rebound sustain itself on the high side. So we need to stay patient, stick to our guns, don't get trapped in a bear market rally. Uh, if you have questions about what's going on with your portfolio or how what's going on with markets affects your retirement plan, email us info at FordFG.com. Call your Ford Financial Group advisor so we can chat a little bit more about how this affects your personal situation. I'm going to leave it there. Hang in there. I look forward to talking to you in the next one. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein. 